You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we got the 15 minute timer going and hopefully you guys have listened to the lateral movement podcast. How much, you know, the new S word, the slide, how much slide is in a good golf swing? When does it happen? All of those things. Uh, it's an important topic. So if you haven't, maybe check that out. This is kind of a second act for that podcast. And it has to do with ball position. Uh, ball position will improve your golf swing. It can hinder your golf swing. It can certainly, everybody kind of thinks of ball position as kind of controlling trajectory. On the level of golfers that we work with, which is, you know, work with professionals, but we work with all far more amateur golfers than we do professionals, it becomes a matter of increasing solid contact, increasing compression, building predictable ball flights and predictable curves to the shot more than it is kind of, you know, raising or lowering the ball five or six feet at will. So we're looking at ball position from a standpoint of more consistency, more solid contact, and we always don't see ball position jiving with the swing or the shot that golfers are trying to hit. Yeah, and, and this is one of those, this can make or break you, right? I mean, if your ball position is in the wrong place, um, and it can get in some really bad spots. Like I've seen people playing their driver outside of the left foot, you know, forward, mm -hmm. and I've seen them play their irons, you know, on their right ankle or opposite their right ankle. And, you know, a lot of times they're doing it because of some swing faults that take place that, that they have to put the ball there just to make contact. But a lot of times the ball position, I call it creeps, right? Yes. You know, it, it creeps. <laughs> it, you have a, a tendency in your swing. Like for me, I have a tendency to hit overdraws and hooks, right? So my tendency is to put the ball back more so I like, okay, if I put it back, I can start the ball more to the right and then it won't hook left of my target. Well, the problem is when I put it back there, I'm catching the ball on the backside of the swing arc more. So the path is more into out, right? So I'll hit a couple pushes and I'll flip the face and the hook becomes even worse. So I'm making the problem worse by moving the ball back in my stance. And the same for a slicer. They, they, they slice the ball to the right. So they think, oh, I'll put the ball more way more forward so I can close the face and let the swing come around to start the ball online. But the problem is, now they've moved the swing path so far left that they're going to make the slice worse. So it, it, their tendency in golf is just the opposite of what you think normally, right? And off, yeah, and not like in your case, oftentimes, especially if that's happening on the golf course. And, you know, there's just sometimes when you wake up that day and you go to the course, your swing did not get in the car. It, it missed its tee time. And you just got to move the ball back, pound down on it just to hit, have any chance of hitting it solid. Like that happens sometimes. But a lot of times when you're trying to, okay, my ball may be off a little bit. I'm going to slide it back a little bit. Oh, I just hit a worse hook. Let me slide it back a little more. It's like That's it. It, it's hard to see the trees from the forest when you're actually out there on the golf course sometimes. But you're exactly right. 
those things start to snowball. Now, when you add the lateral movement that happens in the golf swing on top of it, and you add the rotation on top of it, we really can start to deviate from kind of some optimal windows that we want to be in. Yeah, and, and I say it all the time, especially the, the, the high-level juniors, they think they lost their swing. I was like, well, <laughs> you know, it's hard. How, I'll ask them, how hard is it to make a swing change? And they'll be like, well, it's, it's, it takes us some time. I was like, well, do you think from the driving range to the first tee that your swing can really change that much? I said it's either grip, posture, ball position, or alignment. And a lot of times it's ball position. They just get, they get off kilter or off angle with their alignment. Mm-hmm. They kind of mm-hmm. mentally feel that, not really knowing it, maybe subconsciously. Then they move the ball because it, the ball position then looks different compared to where their feet normally are on, on a good, you know, a good alignment shot, or a shot that has good alignment. So now the ball's maybe back a little bit. Now the club pass is a little different. Now the face is a little different, and they think they lost their swing. And the only thing that happened was the ball position got moved around. Their alignment was a little bit off. You're exactly right, and that's that's for a guy who wakes up. And goes to the same golf course every day. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're like with these tour pros and you're in an airplane every week and you're in a different hotel every night and you're different or every week, I should say, and you're in a different golf course every week, you know, different surroundings, different fields, all those things. That's why on these, these ranges for these pro tournaments, you see sticks laying on the ground. You see the, the kind of the crosshair sticks, the, you know, the T-square sticks. So they, they're constantly staying on top of that because you're exactly right. As soon as that alignment gets a little off and it get, it's a skill, it gets off for everybody. Nobody is just born with perfect alignment. Our perceptions change and our alignment change. As soon as that gets off, the ball's going to move. Yeah. And Be- it's because it wouldn't go to target if you didn't. No, and you make a great point, and I'm glad you brought it up. You know, my, you and I have been to plenty of PGA Tour Champions Tour driving ranges. So I, I work at a at a, a it's called David Tom's Golf Academy here in Shreveport, and we have a lot of practicers. Like it's a golf academy. It's it's these people are into practicing. There's no golf course. It's a range with some practice holes and some chipping and putting greens. And you know, I'll go out on a Monday when the other golf courses are closed. They'll all come to practice, and there'll be 20 people hitting balls in a row. Right. And I won't see maybe but two people with, a, especially if I see one of my juniors or or, um, or or students out there without alignment sticks on the ground. There might be only two people using sticks. If I go to a tour event, there's nothing but sticks on the ground for alignment and ball position. But at a normal driving range, you don't see any. Alignment sticks are like the new one irons. It's like everybody likes them in their bag. Mm-hmm. They look Nobody cool. They got the logos out. on them, but nobody wants to use them. Yeah. So set up but you know th- this will give you a little something to work on you know set up one ball you can put it outside or inside the ball a lot of times i put it outside the ball put that parallel to your target line and then put another ball um like a t so you can check your ball position and you need to be doing that every single time you hit balls you need to check your ball position make sure it's good before you even start hitting balls because you can get off track on a range session, but the first ball start getting off track and then you're floundering, trying to figure out what's wrong with your swing. Well, and golfers are always going to go, there's nothing down there. You know, we're big fans and big proponents of mouse traps of practicing with feedback, but if there's nothing there and you're hitting a ball and you're hitting another ball and it's not going where you want, nobody looks at ball position. Everybody starts thinking, okay, I, I didn't do this in my swing or, and you know, 
30 balls later, you're trying to change your swing when it was a ball position or when it was alignment issue. And, you know, that festers. That's how these swings get off track. That festers over the course of days and weeks. And then you come in for your monthly lesson or your monthly checkup and things are off kilter because you've basically trained your swing out of shape by having zero feedback, only looking at ball flight. Yeah, I mean, I've been around David Tom for six years. I mean, he even checks his ball position diligently. You know, someone who's been around the game that long, it's just he knows how important it is, and if it gets off track, he knows it affects the way he swings the club, right? You wouldn't think that, but your brain, like we always say, is really good at making contact with the ball and trying to hit it at a target. You're just putting yourself at a disadvantage if you're not setting up a T-square and checking your ball position every single time that you hit balls and you know you're going to have it set up for your irons and then when you hit your driver you put it up towards your left heel make sure it's in the right place there um and you just have to practice it it's a learned skill especially if you get on the golf course with uneven lies and kind of angled shots across the fairway it it's easy you know when people come in my hitting bay it's easy to line up in there everything's square you know or you get to the driving range right. and you're just perfectly squared up to the t markers take yourself Give yourself a little test. Um, you know, go go out to the golf course or go out to the range, set up, aim at a target, and then check your alignment and your ball position. And we'll do an alignment show another time, but this is a good way to see if you're able to put the ball in the right place when you set up to the ball without any help, right? So set up to a target and then put the stick down and see where you're aimed and where your ball position is. That's a great test. Yeah, and put it on your heels. Because mm-hmm. everybody has toe flare or some toes are flare more than others, and it kind of skews. If you put that alignment stick against your heels and then step away, you're going to get a really good indication of where you were lined up at. You yeah. reminded me of a you reminded me of a funny story. So, the guy I used to play golf with was a huge Adam Scott fan, and you know he loved his swing, which I don't know anybody doesn't like a fan of Adam Scott swing. And anytime he would hit a bad shot, it's like, oh, I wish I'd have Adam hit that shot for me. I wish I'd hit Adam Scott hit that, or I want Adam Scott swing or whatever. Then finally, after about the 15th hole, the other guy in our group had had enough of it, and he was like, you wouldn't know who Adam Scott was if he hit from your setup. Yeah. Right? So you can take the most, whatever your best swing is, whoever you think has your best swing, and, and let him be poor ball position, poor alignment, time after time after time, that swing's going to fall apart because it's either going to ball's going to go offline or you've got to drastically change the swing to make it go somewhere close to the target. But you can't have both. You can't have a pretty swing with terrible ball position, terrible alignment. Yeah. And, and you know, we've, we've done episodes before about like Mike said, lateral motion. I mean, if your ball's too far back in your stance, you're basically dis disincentivizing yourself to even make a good lateral motion. So it, it's like chicken and the egg, right? I mean, if you just don't know where the ball is supposed to be in your stance or you, you're skewed, you know, when we look down at the ground, sometimes things can get skewed, right? Where we think it is. I mean, I all the time will tell people, you got the ball too far back, and I'll put it forward in their stance in a normal spot where an iron, they feel like, oh, my God, that feels like it's outside my left foot. <laughs> because in the golf, an inch feels like a mile, right? So yep. when, when things move, your perceptions change. It's like, wow, that feels like it's so far forward. Now, it's going to take a week for it to feel normal. Um, but then what will happen invariably, if you don't keep checking it, then it'll get too far forward. So 
you have to keep using alignment sticks. And, and like Mike said before, put the alignment stick on your heels to check where you are aimed and then put one 90 degrees to that lined up to the ball to see where your ball position is. And if you aren't good at doing that consistently, how do you expect to have a good consistent game when you can't align and set up the ball position consistently? It just doesn't jive. No, it doesn't work. It's like, uh, you know, a sharpshooter not really caring where he's aimed at. He's not going to be very effective. All yeah. right. So we've got three minutes left, a little over mm-hmm. three minutes. Mm-hmm. What, where do you like to see the ball position for a standard iron shot? So if you're talking just a straight shot, I mean, the farther back it goes, the more draw. I, I used to tell people, you know, left of center, not quite up to your heel. You know, there's a there's a window you can play all shots in, the you know, driver off the left heel, fairway woods and hybrids, just a ball position inside of that. And then most of the iron is just a, like a three-ball window, basically, is kind of how I look at it. And uh, that, that kind of helps people. It's like, okay, I don't need to have this massive changes. Like people used to put their sandwich off their back foot yeah. and move it up progressively. It just doesn't work like that because the low point doesn't change that much. No, you're exactly right. I, I always use like uh, shirt logos, usually up there on the left pec. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're a right-handed golfer, a shirt logo is kind of a good place to start. Uh, reason being is we talked about it in the last podcast is there's lateral motion in the golf swing. And if you're kind of in the middle range of where you should be at impact, your lower body is going to be about four to five inches forward of where it was at address. Mm-hmm. For most people, that's kind of right just in front of the left peck. So that ball is now what started with the ball in the middle of your stance, if you make a good lateral motion, is now way back in your stance. And we see that cause a lot of dumping angles, a lot of flipping, a scooping. If you put the ball up there kind of, like you said, forward of center, now you're up there perched on top of the ball. You can deliver the ball more of a sending blow. So I think you have to set up ball position of mind for where you're going to be at impact, not just, okay, I want the ball in the middle of my stance. Everything's going to be in my stance as if you're going to return to that setup position, which we oh, know man. is not the correct concept. Yeah. If you take anything out of this, listen, the address and the impact position with the body and the club are totally different. So, so uh, if you understand that it goes a long ways to getting better. That's exactly right. So set up with impact in mind, not set up in mind. Or ball position. Now, Great point. where do you like to see the driver? Stock driver, just off the left heel. Yeah. It's just far enough forward there. If you get too much farther than that, they start struggling with the leftward swing path. Too far back, too inside out, and they hit down too much. So that's just a good stock kind of spot. You won't get too far off track if you put it there. Yeah, we forgot to mention something. Um, we're going to go a couple minutes long to bring this up, but Golfers who, like the overwhelming, the most people put the ball in the middle of their stance. And then there is such a fear of letting their head move at all forward. Mm. So their lower body shifting forward, sometimes their upper body, and then they want to keep their head behind the ball. So if you can imagine a ball in the middle of your stance, you shifted four and a half inches, five inches forward. Now, if you did nothing weird, your head is now in front of the ball. So we see a lot of goofy head movements or just straight out retreating and moving backwards to hit the golf ball because of that. So again, that ball forward, the head's going to move forward slightly as you shift, doesn't good golf swings, but you're still behind the golf ball. Yeah, it gives you incentive to go up there and shift into it, which is athletic motion. 
That's exactly right. And with the driver, you're setting up, in both cases, with iron or driver, you're setting up, if your spine's neutral, you're setting up behind the golf ball. So there shouldn't be a need to move behind the golf ball. Nope, that's a great point. So hopefully that makes sense to you guys. Uh, Set up with the ball a little forward, right? Probably starting a couple inches forward of center Mm -hmm. up to the left heel. I like that idea, Sean, the three ball rule. Yeah, it's not like a seven ball rule or a 12 ball rule. It's about three three balls will get you in the window. Yep. See where your specific best ball position is, where you strike it the best inside of that window and have at it, put some sticks down, really dial it in and do it diligently and consistently because you're you're literally your golf game is going to depend on it in many cases. Yeah. All right. What else we need to cover? Anything? I think that's it. You know, if this this is something you liked or you think it will help in your buddies please share it with them anybody that you think could benefit from this so we're trying to help as many people play better golf as we can and, and you can help us with that awesome all right thanks for listening as always and we will see you all in the next one